into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. All right. Brop, brop, brop. Uh, trigger, trigger warning. Blah, blah. Uh, spoiler warning. Um, not, maybe not trigger warning. I don't think I want to give away the plot to this movie, but uh, d- uh, we all saw Hereditary. So strap in. If you haven't seen it, we're probably not going to spoil anything, but it's going to get very spooky. Uh, Just skip go. the first 15 if you need to. Um blah. A lot of gunshots, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they could have done less gun violence. And I it would have been good still. The whole family was white. The ghost was Jamaican. Hereditary is about gang violence. <laughs> family gang violence. It runs in the, in your blood. Yeah, um, bloods and crips. Yeah, there you go. Uh, hi, I'm Jake Flores. Uh, with me is Rocket Meta. What up, Alex Patak? I'm in a gang. <laughs> and uh, special guest from Trash Future Podcast, Riley Quinn. Welcome. I illegally immigrated here from Britain. I'm currently on the run from ICE. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, a fugitive oh, in the house. <laughs> Build the wall. I should really explain my accent. I'm Canadian. I've just been living there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very disappointing for everyone. Um, <laughs> we got a discount Brit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be here disappointing uh, socialist Tinder girls. That's like uh, visiting from Britain, but I sound like shit. Usually, what I'm doing. So I'm glad someone's joining. <laughs> Fucking yeah. mud blood. See, they say immigrants they uh, take our jobs, but we need all the help we can get to disappoint these women That's and right. get them bummed out, make them hate the left even more for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh there's like wow I don't even I probably shouldn't get into that but I've been battling <laughs> with all of New York comedy about uh the the apparent misogyny of well, uh, making fun of Hillary Clinton I not just New York comedy but also the f- the premier socialists uh, of them all Elon Musk oh yeah 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 I got into Twitter beef with Elon <laughs> for a Musk. second you thought I wasn't kidding <laughs> <laughs> I was like Nick Mullen the president of the DSA <laughs> I got into a fight with Nick. Even than Nick. He pays my rent. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I got to fight with Elon Musk over his dumbass sense of humor because he uh, he he's made some statement online about how he like d- doesn't. Um, he he's like socialists don't have a sense of humor and they all attended fancy colleges and you know whatever. He made this like lame observation. But then he said he was a socialist. But then he said he was a socialist and also his sense of humor sucks. So I showed him some of his own jokes and uh, then he made a kissy face emoji at me. And was like, so you say, so you say, I have sense of humor. I can't do his accent. Triggered, <laughs> triggered by my kissy face. Yeah. <laughs> um, space laser blaster triggered. Did you hmm? get any like uh, anything out of him? Did he? Uh, no. Any, no. <laughs> beca- stuff? I got some of his goons, some of his weird like uh, you know uh, business meme guys uh, tweeting at me in kind of an annoying way. Some of my weird freaks tweeting at him. A bunch of people fighting. I have no idea who neither of them are, but he just left me alone because presumably he does this all day. Right. He's just online. The, the Twitter armies clash. Yeah. The, the whole, I mean, although one of the whole purposes uh, that our, our podcast exists is we spend a lot of time um, trying to parse how Elon Musk thinks. And 
what I sort of, my main theory about Elon Musk's sort of general epistemology is that he is rapidly progressing through being a very online teenager. If you remember just a few weeks ago, he was tweeting out, this is, this is a snail, his name is Gary, That's lol, very random. And now he's saying, uh, actually, I'm a utopian anarchist in the, in the vein of Ian M. Banks. And it's like, holy shit, you're now... And I'm horny for Grimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like now you're doing... You're like you're doing the kind of chat where you're like trying to get like um, you know a, a, a hand job in your car like on the on the way back from homeroom. Yeah, like that's what he's now doing. He's being an overly serious freshman. Has anyone checked that he didn't just invent a trench coat for him and his three friends to stand in, and he's actually 13 <laughs> years old? I showed him that fucking snail tweet as an example of how much his sense of humor sucks, and I told him he has a sense of humor of a 13 year old girl. Look at it. Look at what you I said. Showed <laughs> Elon Musk the snail tweet. <laughs> What you really have to do is, if you want him to stop doing it, you got to rub his nose in it, <laughs> like, like a naughty puppy. I can't yeah. wait for my children to read about this in the history books when you showed Elon Musk his own snail tweet. Right next to the horse Twitter chapter. Yeah. <laughs> well, before, before we get into this horse Twitter thing, I, we should talk about this movie we just saw. It was fucking terrifying. I loved it. Deadpool 2, baby. <laughs> yeah. Aren't uh, you talking about... The news. Hey. Oh. It's a politics podcast, folks. Hey, the opposition got canceled. So uh, <laughs> I heard. That's very funny. And then he got a new show. Uh, that's the saddest part of that story. 14 new writers out on the street looking Man, for a podcast. I really wish I knew anything about American media so I'd know what that was. Nah, you're doing it's fine. It's very it's fine. not good. That's <laughs> uh, one of the offshoots of The Daily Show that is extremely not good. This would be like if we didn't know about whatever most recent puppet show that was canceled. Canceled on English TV. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you mean you mean the Punch and Judy show, of course. Yes, Punch and Judy show. <laughs> and so the fact I don't know what that means, I feel like proves both of our points. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Hereditary scared the shit out of me, and I'm not scared by movies. It was very jarring, um, except for one part. Every, I feel like everyone in the theater was very tense after the first sort of jump scare. It takes this like. It takes on this very tense tone, and then the whole thing just barrels forward. And I was having a really good time being scared by this movie until I heard David Spector laughing maniacally next to me at the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all comedians are insane, uh, soulless he, robots. It was unnerving. <laughs> I, I was very upset the whole time. Did you have a part where the whole theater screamed at once? Because I thought that was very cool and communal. Yeah, we all screamed at the same time. You never time. scream with people like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there was, uh, it was like all of our stomachs dropped and we held our heads in the air and were very scared. I think what David was laughing at, because I felt very self-conscious of it at the time, was when there was a very scary thing happening, kind of like in you know horror movies, like there will be a scary thing in the background the character doesn't know. And I was going, oh, oh, <laughs> involuntarily. And then David was next to me and I think was laughing at me. It was very embarrassing. That was involuntary. <laughs> you just make noises like it's that? It's self-defense. I thought you were doing a bit. That's the sequel to Hereditary, involuntary. <laughs> Inherited. <laughs> involuntary. Some of our children are annoying. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, yeah, because this movie was kind of about, uh, at least one of the themes it was kind of playing on was dissociative identity disorder. So involuntary could be about having a child with severe 
like Asperger's syndrome who's just a gamer. When that means you're haunted, though, and it's one <laughs> and the same, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's Alex. I don't know. That's uh, one of the many options. I did want to talk about the one thing I want to talk about for Hereditary, and I brought this up last night, and I feel like it got mixed responses, but um, uh, the movie is so good. It lets you gloss over as an audience member the fact that the main character's job is putting together spooky little houses in her attic <laughs> with glue. That's her job. Is all day she makes a spooky tiny dog and turns its head and is like, "There, there's big money on the line for spooky dog. I gotta keep working." She's yeah. in the pocket of big creepy metaphor. <laughs> all the characters are artists, like uh, Charlie, the girl sketches terrifying things, not giving too much. Away. Way. the mom makes houses and then the third person uh but i can't the talk boy about. makes uh cream in his pants yeah cool bongs cool, bo- cool smoke rings with yeah. his bong rips and the dad makes a xanax addiction that's about it yeah. just yeah, like yeah. A, a sad fact of my bro identity i was watching that poor 16 year old stoner kid just relating way too hard as yeah. his life fell to shit no for <laughs> real me too i had to stop smoking weed because it made me really paranoid and the whole time i was watching that movie i was like this is like the nightmare <laughs> i have when i smoke weed like that the whole horror movie could have just been he smokes weed and then has to drive a car <laughs> to yeah. go to a family <laughs> event that's its own scary movie it was also like every year or two there is a horror movie and a lot of People who are like Fairweather fans of horror or passively watch horror see it and they're like, this is the greatest horror movie in the last right. 30 years. And it's usually not like It Follows was good, not great. I don't think The Babadook was very good. I don't, I don't uh, like The Babadook either, but I liked The Witch. The Witch was good. The Witch also, rules. like, ultimately for me, like, unsatisfied. I'm like, I wish, like, more happened in this fucking movie. And I wish I could understand what they were saying half the time. I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but fucking Hereditary and House of the Devil are the two best horror movies of, like, the last 15 years. Yeah, both and of those movies rule. If you like Hereditary, go see House of the Devil. It's same wheelhouse, different tone. Different house. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Different devil, family. Devil owns many houses. He's very successful, and he's handsome, and, and he wears Prada. Yeah, uh-huh. or she. I don't know. House of the wow. Devil, more it's like House of Congress. Can't believe I almost stepped. The on phones that. are lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I almost stepped on that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, speaking of. Um, the t- terrifying uh, horror, spooky, uh, disturbing imagery. Um, how do I how do I fucking broadcast this joke any farther? Listen, Elon Musk recently tweeted out a picture of himself from like a Halloween party where he's dressed as the Marquis de Sade and he's wearing like a leather fucking uh, trench coat. I-, I have a question, please. <laughs> um, th- hi, thank you, uh, Riley. First time listener, long time caller. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other way. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, why was he tweeting at a Halloween picture now? Um, okay, I'm not sure because I'm not sure if this is something that got dug up this week. Oh, okay. Sorry. Or if he <laughs> tweeted it this week. Either one completely feasible, though. <laughs> Although this looks to me like one of his like weird pictures of when he was younger before he like fully inflated his face. Oh, yeah, right. back, w- back when he was like um, the dorm mixologist-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Who was like, hey, come back to my room, I'll make you a gimlet. Yeah, in this picture he's got like a ponytail kind of thing going on. Oh, no, okay, so he's doing magic. Uh, yeah, okay. I think my least favorite kind of dorm mixologist is the one who invents PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> They're always, they have the most sticks up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with the kind of dorm mixologist that invents PayPal is then they're... 
in future, they're very hard on unions. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But they can make any drink. They have a lot of money. I mean, sorry, we, we shouldn't deal too hard in, like, tropes like this. We should talk about specific people. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. <laughs> so he, he tweeted this photo, and he was like, um, he captioned it with, like, uh, I went to a uh, Halloween party dressed as Marquis de Sade. A lot of women who've read Fifty Shades of Grey probably got really horny or something like that. Like, <laughs> he pretty much said that except for the horny part. I pretty much ad-libbed that. He was like, oh, a lot of women probably liked it. Uh, so he's, like, sort of, um, I don't know. I mean, kind of back to the weird teenager. He's in college. He's a lame virgin thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just trying to float out all these lame, weird... No, he's definitely someone who's, like, memorized most of the game yeah. at this point. And purchased the ancillary books as well. You have to know <laughs> enough to play. <laughs> <laughs> although, although, I don't know if, if, you, if, you, if you did see this, but there was a New Yorker review of The Incredibles 2 that includes a, 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 a reference where the author is saying, yes, and then when Mrs. Incredibles talks to Mr. Incredible in this certain way, I'm sure all the women in the audience will be reminded of the Fifty Shades of Grey and the popcorn will be flying so- shortly. The what? Mm. Fucking weird, goopy cartoon <laughs> CGI. Yeah, there was there was a horny review of The Incredibles too. A little something for mommy. I'm sure all the women. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you seem a little bit too confident uh, for the people you're speaking on behalf wow. of. You imagine just like if you. you know, I love getting. I love getting home and just having a good fuck session to the movie Cars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure everyone found. Uh, There's a know, lot of Shrek porn out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone found Donkey as sexual as I did. <laughs> I went to every I went time to the, I went to the party dressed as Shrek. I'm sure all the ladies were, <laughs> were loving it. Yeah. We're all familiar with famed sex icon Sad from Inside Out. <laughs> or sadness okay, from Inside no, come Out. Come on, that's like I'm sure all that's the like ladies. That's like my entire wheelhouse. <laughs> I, I sh- I'm sure all the ladies who have it's watched Inside Out. <laughs> I'm sure all the ladies who have watched Mr. Hands. <laughs> Uh, we're turned on by my horse costume <laughs> with me and Peter Thiel in the back. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, fuck that guy. Um, electric horse costume. Yeah, shout out Elon Musk. So Elon Musk also tweeted out this Wasn't week. Wasn't a threat. That he. <laughs> 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 All right, we gotta be careful doing uh, yeah, yeah. fucking hip hop guns on this show. DHS is gonna have a fun time with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But but uh, we're gonna have a hard time leaving the country next week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a really easy time leaving the country. Um, oh, s- yeah. Speaking of all yeah. of that, Elon Musk tweeted out as as he grew through his. Uh, you know, anarchist, uh, then whatever, now I'm a socialist, now I came all the way back around to capitalist thing this week. Mm. He tweeted out, um, you know, that he was just horrified by the children in the, uh, the fucking Walmart concentration camps uh, on the border of Texas. And uh, it begged the question, I think pretty reasonably, why don't you do something about it with all your money and spaceships and roller coasters and shit? No, he, I mean, he tweeted out a song. <laughs> he tweeted out Shelter by the XX. He tweeted out a song from the last half decade. What else do you want? That's what the Marquis de Sade picture was for. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the kids. Uh, for them to, <laughs> to read. Even in the time of great darkness, there are still bright lights in the form of my tight-fitting trousers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, those I, I kids really are in uh, prison, though. So. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, 
damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to make jokes about because it's pretty dire shit. Oh, you made a joke about it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. It's because he's a comedian. Why is it? <laughs> it's prof- it's, it's called it's, working. He's more of a sta- I made jokes he, about it, too. More but I'm ashamed. He's more of a stand-up <laughs> philosopher. <laughs> I'm a poet. <laughs> oh, I'm like Bill Hicks. I'm a poet. I'm like one of those comedians that doesn't tell jokes. You're a broet. Uh, yeah, and I do know it, bitch. Woo! Okay, so <laughs> I do. That was a threat to Bill Hicks. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the joke is why is it called child concentration it's a really camps? Like, it's like a really weird British pirate radio affectation that you all have just adopted. Uh, I started it today. I don't even know where it came <laughs> oh, from. Yeah, sounds? it's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, like, I, it's inner city violence. It's I, 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 came, I came over here with my like early 2000s Wiley on Rinse FM sensibilities, <laughs> just doing basically doing gun like like gun sounds into a microphone and then you know mm-hmm. doing grime music. And, yeah. and here we all are now. You have your James Bond, Walter, P- PKK ready, where you j- finish a joke and you're like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from the great Chief Keef. <laughs> um, he, has he killed Takashi 6 9 yet? No, but he got shot. And then Existencion. Yeah. I never know if I'm saying that right. I uh, was killed yesterday in Miami. Uh, gunned down in his prime. Yes. Uh, a living monster. We're getting off soon. track here. <laughs> Rest in peace, except he... Beat up a, bunch beat up of a pregnant rest, woman. Re- yeah. Maybe rest, rest. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Compromise. It cancels back out to. <laughs> I'm, glad we, I'm glad we got a centrist liberal solution to the problem. Yeah. Direct democracy. <laughs> rest. <laughs> this is Athens. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I don't th- probably need to inform anyone listening of what's going on in Texas. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, there's these videos that are being released of people that have visited the detention centers where they're holding children that have been separated from their families in the uh, the deportation process. And it's particularly grim and particularly dire. I mean, it's children in a fucking cage. Um, it's very sad, but it's, uh, it's raising a lot of uh, very bad takes on the Internet. Um, one of them, and probably the most popular one, being, um, you know, well, if Hillary was elected, we wouldn't have this. And I, uh, for I would cordially invite anyone to research the history of this deportation practice, uh, in particular under Obama, who deported more than like three the three presidents before him. Um, it w- and it it's complicated because it wasn't as like gruesome. I mean, there wasn't a fucking. The difference is there wasn't a policy of separating families at the border. But I don't really buy this. Like, well, then it's irrelevant. I mean, it was. It, it's yeah. It it's, start the argument where it starts. It was yeah, still about deportation. It's definitely not irrelevant. What would happen if Hillary was in power is a lot of this would be happening. We just wouldn't care. Yeah, and that's a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, the the other red flag about it too is kind of uh, informing. Uh, uh, politics opposing it is your goal as a group you know just go back to putting the whole family in a cage or to get rid of the cage yeah everyone that's that's why it's such a bad take um but i don't don't know i mean there's just something about like factionalism and stuff there's there's also don't don't forget there are some democratic senators like uh joe manchin uh, a rising star in the democratic party of of west virginia (laughs) whose main opinion is Actually, the rest of my party needs to get responsible on immigration. We need more patrols. 
maybe consider a wall and 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 uh, Blackhawk helicopters patrolling the northern border, the southern border rather. Yeah, I don't think Damn. anyone's threatened. Two by months Canada ago, yet. Kamala Harris went on MSNBC and wouldn't even say she would abolish ICE. Yeah, it's it w- a fucking no-brainer. When she was asked about it recently after this whole story broke, um, her take, if you pay attention, was not that ICE should be abolished. It was that it needs uh, that the the head of DHS should resign because they're not running DHS correctly. Yeah, um, so it's someone a, she yeah. she likes should be in charge. Of it should yeah, be left to the say. states. It's an, it's a it's a <laughs> me, well it's it's that it, with all of these people because because they have no moral compass or rather because they imagine they have no moral compass is everything's managerial. Everything is simply a matter of finding the correct policy by the application of sufficiently infinite nuance and. So if you have so, so someone like Kamala Harris will look at this issue and say, "Ah, oh, who made the management decision to separate children from families? We should have implemented a complex means testing program to pair up children with their ideal families based on star sign, right? Yes. Like it's, it's, it, they, it, that's the way that these people think. Yeah, it's so impossible for these people to pull back their ideology, like their lens, far enough to go. Wait a minute, maybe this shouldn't be happening at all. Yeah. Given we're definitely putting a whole family in a cage, do we separate? the kids from the adults do we pair the kids with other kids so they can make their own fun family you sit at the kids stable in texas they like things big and if we're going to take a family in a cage okay (laughs) also the other thing that that really gets me about this is um there's like a motivational trump quote as you go into the the Walmart detention I think center it's from the art of the deal. Yeah, there's a quote from the art of the deal, and it's <laughs> and it's and it's like you know it's like oh you may have lost the battle but keep trying and you'll and you'll always you know be on your way to winning the war. Yeah, and it's <laughs> I don't even understand who that quote's directed at because it's like wait is it you lost the battle therefore you're de- being deported or it's a baron you know <laughs> <laughs> like hey hey, d- hey d- don't feel bad some of your greatest opportunities can come inside of abandoned Walmarts <laughs> you know that's really good real estate. <laughs> they did build it for Baron, but they're finding other uses. <laughs> and that's resourcefulness. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Republicans are more responsible stand- stewards of the economy. <laughs> I think the mistake is always compromising with Republicans. It's like yes. if you have to make a decision at a round table and uh, two of the six people there are vampires, do you have to take their opinion equally as valid as everyone else? Yeah, well, so we vampires because the kids and the children <laughs> need uh, uh, Twilight's entertainment books. I don't know. Uh, so a little something for mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's happy. It's no, the look, end of the day. this is what we're doing. We're, we're saving money by showing the famous erotic film Toy Story 3. <laughs> <laughs> we're, as we all know, like, as we all know, every immigrant mom likes to beat off to Woody. <laughs> <laughs> And like he's a rustler. I, I do like <laughs> yo, yo Woody can fucking like, get it. I like you know I like the libs are paying attention even though maybe it's not for the right reasons and everyone's donating to races with the Refugee Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. But as the same thing that happens anytime there's some sort of like humanitarian crisis, everyone always just donates to the same place over like. Uh, when the the ban happened, it was just the ACLU over and yeah. over again. When disaster relief happens, it's always Red Cross, which don't donate to the Red Cross. They fucking suck. Yeah. And uh, 
So right now, everyone's donating to races, and races is good, but there's another group. It's called the Texas Civil Rights Project. There you go. Um, in 2016, they filed a lawsuit against the state when a lot of these deportations were happening during the election when no one was paying attention. Um, it led to a settlement which expanded the types of documents parents can present and allowed those without legal uh, immigration statuses to obtain certificates for their children. Obviously, like this is a lot more complicated now, but they're doing a lot of good work, and they demonstrated for like years they care about this shit. So look up the Texas Civil Rights Project, uh, donate to races, and uh, hit up Elon Musk. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Send, you know what? Send Elon Musk your favorite Elon Musk joke. Yeah, yeah. Do that. He would love that. Where does he, he get, get his sushi? So, he has such a hard time. Space. <laughs> <laughs> I get my sushi at 9-11. <laughs> I get my sushi on the moon. Um... Am I even doing the right accent? I don't. Are you trying to do Dan Nine? I don't know Musk. what the fuck I'm doing. Um, I mean, it was <laughs> Swedish for some reason. Someone was trying to charge the Tesla Model Three. <laughs> <laughs> that shit actually blew up. Yeah. Um, Look, a Domian can't do every podcast. Sometimes Elon Musk is Swedish. And you just have to deal with that. <laughs> I mean, well, when we, whenever we do Elon Musk on our podcast, the problem is we're, we're getting a. It's it's the one of one of the. Everyone else involved in our show is British, as they should be, because it's a British show. Um, um, is that how the they talk to you? <laughs> the guy, <laughs> yeah, I'm being domed by my own show. Um, yeah, they. Um, he. The, but the, when a British person tries to do an impression of Elon Musk, it just comes out as Rocco Sofredi. <laughs> uh, who's Rocco Sofredi? Uh, he's a. He's like an, an Italian porn star who goes to like Bucharest and like meets some girls that clearly like have been already prearranged. When he's like meeting girls on the street genre. Oh, oh. Like, is wait, that a movie wait, or his wait. life? What? <laughs> so this is like Mike in Brazil, but of Italy. Wait, but yeah, so, but he's in like Eastern Europe. So they sound like. But his sounds kind of like this, you know. The Twitter account <laughs> Italian Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> which has been being called racist all week. By the racist dog, This yeah. guy, Alex Q. Arbuckle, who's just a Twitter weirdo that what? I know online, has uh, he just has a bunch of... He just switches his Twitter account from time to time to be weird shit. It was just Black Yoshi for a while, and it was all jokes <laughs> about being a Black Yoshi. It was really funny, <laughs> but lately it's just Oh, been, is he Black Homer? Uh, no, no. Okay. Um, He's Black Yoshi. They're different. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Keep up. <laughs> all black people look the same to you, huh? Yeah. Uh, black Yoshi and Black Homer. Probably related, huh? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You think we saw each other at the meetings, and then Yoshi's like, <laughs> like bitch, all bitches. All right. uh, but he's been doing, he's just been being Italian Elon Musk all week, and all of these like, uh, you know, all these people have been going, wow, you know, this is racist, and you never call this out, which is weird because it's like Italian. Are you what? You when we voted racist? this dog in, we expected it to call out Italian Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not sure if the if the racism watchdog did call out Italian Elon Musk, but it did like bark at a black woman who was saying something about a bunch of white people, and then it just seemed to have a weird meltdown and quit its job. Yeah. And then interestingly, the the job was taken by an immigrant racism dog. I always think it's fucked up when we make dogs do jobs. Yeah, they don't want to be employees. I think it is cool. Cops. Let it be a dog. It doesn't have to be on social media all the time. <laughs> the problem with the dogs is they're looking at their damn phones. <laughs> These are millennial dogs. They're on Grinder and Bop It. They are millennial dogs. The dog, the racism watchdog account said that it was it was taking a break from Twitter for self care reasons. 
So, yeah. you know, no, um, uh, just copy pasting the word woof anytime someone, you know, refers to like the knockout game. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's emotional labor. Is yeah. what that is. Um, they never did it for British tweets. So uh, speaking of space and Elon Musk, <laughs> if only there was some sort of force. That could bring us there, right? Uh-huh. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that yes. because of our dog conversation. Speaking of illegal aliens, wait a minute. What about space aliens? Wait, well, so we all heard the Space Force. Fuck yes. <laughs> right? um, yeah. Uh, I have I, pulled up. Uh, I want to read it out loud. Please read I what Trump said. haven't fucking done that yet because it's so much fun. You have to, to bring the right energy to the role, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do a, a Trump uh, impersonation, but uh, you're very important people. You have a great, great contribution. What you're doing has been incredible, but it will be even more incredible, far more incredible, a lot of periods here, because we are giving you a platform the likes of which nobody has been given before. (laughs) (laughs) You know, NASA's never dealt with this shit. Uh, Remember, economically, militarily, scientifically, in every other way, there's no place like space. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hold on. He's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck, General Dunford and the Joint Chiefs. I want to wish you a lot of luck with Space Force, but that shows how important it is. Congratulations on your tremendous success, but you're going to have far more success right now. Thank you very much. And that was his E3 presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they play, show the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, Trump as he was breaking the news this week that he would be uh, expanding the military into a sixth branch that called the Space Force. Woo! Yeah. He's lost his damn mind. It's, uh, uh, it's oh. always hard for me when he does stuff I really like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame he didn't call them Starship Troopers. <laughs> it appears that, like, this is straight out of his, like, the dark recesses of his brain, too. I mean, because, like, the, the it's, a, it's essentially something that's been pitched as an expansion to the Air Force. But the Air Force doesn't want this to happen because they think it'll be, like, it'll, like, misallocate their money, which are being spent on quote-unquote important missions, which is bullshit. Wait, like like that, like the, the new kinds of plane that if you try to take off from them, just, like, get a, you know, the computer crashes and then the pilot dies. Right, yeah. That's a military <laughs> yeah. op. We can't talk about that. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, dude. Um, Operation yeah. McCain. I mean, no, it's, it's that uh, Lock- Lockheed Martin is doing radical praxis by, like, slowly killing everyone in the Air Force. <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to fit the uh, comrade Lockheed the planes with that uh, well, that Batmobile thing that chops your hand off if you try to open <laughs> it. Can, can I can I can I do can I do uh, socialism theory for a moment? Please do. So basically, um, I, I think the space force is incredibly interesting because as there are companies like Blue Origin and SpaceX and similar sort of that are looking to expand American economic activity to space, sort of privately, um, concomitantly, Trump is. Uh, also expanding the American military presence to space. That is to say, he's sort of shepherding and securing the capital expenditure that's eventually going to occur in low Earth orbit. Um, And this is just, this is actually like, this is not even new, this phenomenon. Like, if you look at my, one of my favorite um, uh, economists, a guy called J.A. Hobson, he wrote this book called Imperialism, a Study, back in 1900, where he was saying that the real purpose of imperialism is is to use public assets to secure privately owned capital assets abroad. 
And so when, uh, the, when the British Empire is fighting to put down the Boer Rebellion, it's really actually acting in the interests of people like Cecil Rhodes, um, who have been unable to dispose of their uh, investable capital uh, profitably in developed markets, and so must then invest abroad and then compel the state to secure their investment for them. That's literally all this is. So this is Trump expanding imperialism into fucking space. Yes. To <laughs> take over like a black hole and shit and somehow monetize it. Yep. Yeah, while Bezos and Elon Musk expand colonialism. Yeah, mm-hmm. or bring it and back, so, whatever. And so the, yeah. uh, that's the idea, is that as, as American business interests expand into space, so too shall the American public sector expand via the military. This is how imperialism has gone since we had imperialism. This is right. the goddamn plot to Gundam. Well, yeah. Literally <laughs> the beginning of Gundam. But, but I, <laughs> I know what you mean, though, because it's you know we have neoliberalism because we ran out of places to extend colonialism, so then it became, well, okay. Colonized ourselves. Yeah, uh, we'll just open a factory and then uh, you know make this free trade agreement to where now we're profiting off of you you're essentially part of our machine without being and yeah so we like there's no more it was either this or the ocean and honestly the ocean would have been badass <laughs> <laughs> we'd gone full sea lab 2021 you know <laughs> we must have beautiful undersea walls yeah there are like peace accords where you can't put weapons in space though that's was covered 50 years ago. So I don't know how he's planning to do this well, without just openly breaching. Prob- that's probably how. Oh, it's a good way. If you're, gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to do it, just doing it They're is a strong way. They're called peace accords. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't, res- anti-peace he doesn't respect any of them. And also, But also, the f- I mean, you're right, because a lot of the headlines that have gone up about this have just had like a question mark at the end. Like, is this legal? It's like, well, you no. tell me. You're the news. <laughs> um, and the way he's justified a lot of it is by like... Um, Looking at, like, uh, this is all predicated, I guess, on the idea that there's going to be some sort of, like, like um, military action where we're shooting down other people's, like, satellites, and they're shooting down ours. Because China shot a satellite into space and then blew it up to try to see what would happen, I guess, if you blow up a fucking satellite or if someone else blew up their satellite. So it just caused all this debris to be, like, floating around. Um, but this isn't probably something that anyone else is, seri- like, seriously angling at. Unless well Trump, now they're gonna yeah I mean, I'm not looking forward to where this is going <laughs> I mean it's like I guess the, the the thing that could happen is that your fucking everyone's cell phone goes off and there's just a purge or something because of this uh, if someone decides to shoot down a fucking satellite yeah right there would have to be a purge it's yeah, the only way to solve I mean, the problem it's basically like a law of physics you know <laughs> if um if, if I if, well, it's, if this Trump if is going to start a realistically <laughs> plotted horror movie, he wrecks all our phones. But oh, which my- one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the game is. <laughs> it's no, get it, out. <laughs> it's uh, like no, if we. I mean, that's why That's why I'm saying the left has to take over, so it, it can be it follows, so we can basically just try to rid the world of people who fuck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the other had it too good for too long. Finally, the chads will know our wrath. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing Trump said in his speech that was hilarious was that he, um, he was like, uh, we need to be dominant in space. <laughs> it's not enough to just be in space. We need why to do you think Elon dominant. Musk wore the Marquis de Sade costume? Exactly <laughs> where I'm going with this. Shoot Dom Daddy Elon Musk into space to fucking bullwhip all the aliens and stars and shit. And, um, you know, let him just, just maybe that's how the story ends, with him just rocketing on into the into Just the tweeting blackness. live from space, I'm trying a new cocktail up here and a new robe. It's funny you can't see it, but... If, if, no, we need to do... 
because one thing that this has really done is the last like week or so of Elon Musk being like way more online than usual yeah. is it's given me a real kind of insight into just how clever he is, which means I think the best way we can save ourselves is if we give him a copy of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and then we just send him to Venus oh, in, yeah. his, uh, in his Marquis de Sade costume <laughs> to try and get laid. But then he breathes in a bunch of like, you know, um, hydrochloric acid, which, com- which Venus's atmosphere is it's comprised atmosphere. of. And then, you know. Uh, he becomes a skeleton. He would have so many problems breathing the atmosphere of Venus. Uh, yes, I am a skeleton, <laughs> Elon Musk. I have, I've, I've flown here to Venus to choke the women. Um, and now I'm a glowing, radiating skeleton. He really is just now indistinguishable from Rocco Sifredi. <laughs> I mean, he's flying to Venus to fuck at this point. He is He is Rocco Sifredi. Uh, he's, Mike he's, goes he's the to horniest Venus. billionaire. <laughs> That is uh, quite a title. Cause they're I all mean, if you horny. got to pick your life at birth, horniest billionaire <laughs> seems like a great choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hang on. I'll pause it for a second. Put on toy soldiers. <laughs> all right. All right. Era, era, era. All right. We're back. We're back. I'm, I'm done getting changed. I'm done getting changed, and we're back. Um, everyone's doing J-Rock impressions for some reason. We're back from break. Um <laughs> Uh, 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 speaking of, um, uh, how do I segue into this? So basically there's something going on in the tech world that's kind of disturbing, which is that, uh, and it's not helpful (laughs) (laughs) is, uh, that like the technology that you could use to sort of, um, fake like a live video of a pundit is reaching an alarming state of, uh, being realistic yeah yeah so last year there was like this fun obama video uh it was developed by researchers at the washington or university of washington and what it was it was just like a manipulation of obama saying like hey i'm mr me seeks or whatever and uh but uh, of course the high iq department (laughs) yeah yeah, it was like be clear i'm pickle rick (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was like the thing it was clearly manipulated it was like kind of for fun and it only involved facial expressions uh but now, so there's this conference. If you like your soy sauce, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> there's all these, uh, there's this conference all these high society tech people have in Vancouver every year. It's called the SIGGRAPH uh, 201 con- 2018 conference. And uh, so there's an article in Gizmodo this week, uh, George Dvorsky. Uh, How's yeah, the marriage yeah. going? <laughs> <laughs> Divorsky. The most divorced uh, man of all time. The most he, single he just, man ever. He, he, was just, uh, he was just born festooned in like pucka shell bracelets. He was, he was in puberty, his hair just grew in with the fucking bald on top, like Millhouse's dad. He thing. sleeps in a race car bed. <laughs> a really nice race car yeah. bed. <laughs> but so now they've developed some people. Uh, at Stanford took a cue from them and there's this new system developed uh, it's called deep video portraits uh, a new approach uh, to quote the article uses input video to create photorealistic reanimations of portrait videos the these input videos are created by a source actor the data from which is used to manipulate the portrait video of a target actor so for example anyone can serve as a source actor even Alex and have their facial expressions transferred to video of, say, like, Obama or Vladimir Putin. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so say something, like, any Alexy thing could just be transferred to, you know, whatever world leader you want. Um, uh, uh, so it's just like uh, Vladimir Putin, and he's just going, like, um, 
I'm half Japanese and half Indian, <laughs> so I get my uh, sushi at 7-Eleven, uh, and then just winking a bunch. I watched the videos of this, and it's fucking crazy. They show you the source person, and then the actual like weird manipulated talking head CGI mock-up thing they make get, of get, the person. Get, get an old video of Obama saying, yeah, what do we give him, a drone hit transplant? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um... But it's like it's alarming because it's just super accurate, specifically just like in terms of like a talking head on like a TV show. So basically, this can, this can theoretically be used to fake videos of yeah. anyone on TV saying. For the gamers thing. listening, it's like a map hack. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the the worst part about it is um, I don't really see the potential benefits of video manipulation, like audio manipulation, I kind of get in that like, oh, you know, we could uh, provide uh, voices for, you know, people who have lost <coughs> speech or whatever, uh, vocal cords. Um, but here there's there's no benefits other than it just distorts reality even further. No, Especially if you're that a it's kid and you're in a tragic accident where you lose your vocal cords, they can strap a monitor onto your head where now Obama just speaks for you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you need to say like Papa, I need juice. It's uh, uh, Papa. Are you tired of being disrespected? <laughs> Try being Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> but so they're talking this. Play tag with me. They're <laughs> <laughs> talking Let's this dude, uh, Michael Zolofer. He's German. Uh, is visiting assistant professor at Stanford, and uh, him and his is developed by him and his colleagues at the University of Munich. Blah blah blah. And so in this interview, in his blog, they're like, currently the modified videos still exhibit many artifacts, which makes most forgeries forgeries easier to spot. But it's hard to predict at what point in time such fake videos will be indistinguishable from real content <laughs> for our human eyes. Well, I mean, the, this just means, like, we were now in, like, we were for a while fully, like, like almost in the full um, Adam Curtis hypernormalization world. Mm -hmm. We're there now. Welcome to a world in which truth just does not exist uh, because nothing can really be known yeah. except what you can see, which you can't faithfully reproduce to anyone else. Yeah, or whatever truth you prefer, you can find because there's a market yeah. for it. And yeah, also, yeah. anyone who's like, "Oh yeah, well, there are going to be like little artifacts that actually render a video of Obama saying that he uh, he actually uh, uh, loved getting children sent up to the White House for uh, for Marquis Assad." You know, like, it, it, oh yeah, you can spot that's a fake. Like, no one who like viscerally hates Obama for the, the just the crime of being uh, black and a president um, is going to like be looking out for those yeah. for those marking signs. They're going to be like, no, right. I, I, I believe it. There's anyway, a watermark on this. Yeah. Yeah, right. Any, anyway, time it's, to go discharge my gun in a pizza restaurant. It like, says like, all, uh, it, the implications as far as confirmation bias goes are very bad because it's like if you already wanted to believe this shit to begin with, you're not you're not going to try to disprove any the of this the thing, the, the, if I Almost if I can do, uh, as, almost as a counterpoint, uh, to the idea that this is going to be uniquely bad is we can do this with text already. Alex Jones does it with just saying stuff. Right. Like the, the thing is, like, people have been driven sort of so completely insane by the conditions of modernity that, like, th like they will just... Like, they already know what they believe. They're just looking for people to confirm it back to them. So whether it's a article on Drudge Report or, you know, Alex Jones saying, they're eating the babies! 
Like it's it's all the same. Like it, there's the only thing about deep fakes is that this is going to also confuse, um, you know, people who you know might not already be pushed into this ridiculously ridiculously sort of radical position vis-a-vis truth. These are people falling for conspiracy blogs, you know, about Pizzagate. It's the same fucking people who are going to eat this shit up. Pizzagate is real, just not in that. That's right, we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, as I've kind of discussed in this show, like, um, the police listen to Alex Jones. Like, that guy got uh, locked up around uh, six months before me. Hillary Clinton? Uh, <laughs> no, the, the guy who tweeted uh, said, you know, he wouldn't shed a tear if a cop died, and then he got locked up right around the same thing that, time that happened to me. The cops who locked him up, heard that they heard about him on Alex Jones and then went and found him. Uh, so this is already a huge problem. And I think that uh, the worst sign about this is that it's probably going to be an extremely se- successful technology venture because it's... Uh, the, I think the the big tip-off sign for anything being about to take off in the tech world is that it's being used for porn. Um, that happened with, like, you know, VHS tape, uh, whatever, streaming video, um, uh, Snapchat. Snapchat was originally for... Like, I, 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 knew, I, I, I just went to a... <laughs> Like uh, high school with the guy who invented it, he invented it so he could send his dick to people, and it would be like erased immediately. And that's why he spent all the time developing it. Tinder was just a hookup app before it kind of got rebranded as like you can meet your whatever on here. Um, so that just sort of adds like rocket fuel into the uh, the funding going into anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, and to make things worse, there's also they're also developing uh, uh, audio manipulation. Uh, so the I think the leading company is this company called Lyrebird, uh, which is a, another funny name, <laughs> L-Y-R-E. Like but how a bird will do a manipulated voice of Barack Obama. <laughs> it's like, um, if you want uh, that bird seed, you can keep it, but <laughs> they, you can give it to me. These, these, <laughs> just kidding, I'm a bird. The, these, throw, throw up in my mouth, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> these, other bir- these other birds cling to their beaks and their twigs. <laughs> uh, and to give you an idea of like, uh, they're just any other fucking tech company. Uh, they're lead investors. Uh, there's this company called SV Angel, San Francisco-based investment firm, helps startups, blah, blah, blah. Anderson Horowitz, which is a private American venture capital firm, founded in 09 that actually funded Twitter. And then there's one called Y Combinator. This is all uh, first-round investors. Uh, this president, uh, the guy of that is this guy named Sam Altman. And I went to his website, and the first line in his website is just, you know, I think cryptocurrency is here to stay. So these people just fucking completely removed from reality. It's just a bunch of spinning chrome skull gifts and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, I bet they have such big belt buckles. <laughs> <laughs> and like Each uh, more covered in t- tobacco brand festoonery than the last. <laughs> and they like had this advisor on, on NPR talking about this. He's like, you know, they're touting like positive uses for restoring voices to them. And then um, there's this guy they had on from DARPA who runs the media forensic program there. And he goes, yeah, his disaster scenario is a mass misinformation campaign creating an event that never even occurred. Uh, They're like, well, what do you think would happen? He's like, well, I think it would lead to political unrest or riots, or at worst, some nations acting all based on this bad information. 
DARPA yeah. here, it would be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so his team is putting together a platform that automatically determines whether images, video, or audio has been manipulated. But it's like like we were saying, just don't make the fucking technology in the first place. Well, There's no point to it. The, the issue really isn't even about sort of what, what technologies are made, but about how they're owned as well. Sure. So you can see this, like, one thing, because one thing we talk about a lot in our show, um, uh, Trash Future, is the ways in which, what's well, already been plugged, <laughs> the ways in which um, the models of ownership are, are sort of make, are sort of accelerating the progress towards dystopia. Where if you imagine that simply the technologies that we have are accelerating us towards dystopia, then you're just doing Black Mirror, which is, you know, hack. But <laughs> hack mirror. <laughs> but it's that, and so like the example would be right like that. Um, the guy who invented uh, uh, Oculus, Palmer Lucky, the, one of the world's worst people, um, is now privately developing uh, a technology to create a virtual border fence that's you know going to be basically you know impenetrable except when it fucks up, which is hopefully all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he's just now saying, well, we've created this technology. We're just going to sell it to the government. And so the, the, the private ownership of sort of advanced imaging technology, for example, and sort of an, an AI-enabled cameras is enabling sort of more government, is enabling more sort of reactionary crackdown on marginalized groups because it's being held by people with an incentive for profit. And so bec- when, de- when the technology to make deep fakes is held by people with an incentive for profit, then they're going to, I mean, I'm more worried about them about them using it to like sell to groups that want to say destabilize governments in the developing world. Yeah. Right? Like that's what I'm sort of really concerned about here. Well, obviously the the motivations of private interests are always suspect, you know, from a socialist lens, but for this particular example, I don't even see Spreading this around, <laughs> what good you could possibly get out of it? Yeah, this is an example that exemplifies like very like it's it's such a extreme example. You can of have that, that concept because it, it, what is the purpose? You can have Blade Runner sex. That is like the best possible ending <laughs> for this technology. Is they can put it on like a a doll and then you have sex with the doll and the doll is also in your watch. You can make a video but, of you having sex with yourself and that's great. Aside from aside it. from being able to make a hyper realistic VR where you can. Fuck Mr. Bean. I'm not really sure what else <laughs> this is going to do for us. With Mr. Bean, you don't need the audio aspect to be developed <laughs> at all. Because he doesn't talk. There's that famous <laughs> quote. Yeah. It's all eyebrows, and they do a very good job with the eyebrows. How do, how do I get eyebrows into a podcast? <laughs> do you, just imagine someone getting a video, but I'm like, do you have it with the real audio? Yeah. <laughs> On the black market? Wait, but, uh, wait a minute. Wait just, a minute. Wait a minute. I can finally... Fuck the donkey from Shrek <laughs> and the car from Cars. You can fit so much in his mouth. <laughs> All this shit so many, so many people are just gonna get their shit split open by Lord Farquaad from Shrek. It's gonna be wild. <laughs> like. All this shit, we all this bullshit we have heard about Facebook and Russia all year is just like the tip, like the precursor of it. Like people think that's fucking bad, and people spreading fake news articles. This, this is, you know, like you said, uh, uh, financial firms, uh, uh, governments, and banks uh, exploiting this technology for any monetary gain yeah. at the expense of everybody. But then the thing you always also have to like. Because, again, we also talk about this phenomenon of, oh, technology's enabled fake news, and that's a real problem. Like, like this, and how really, like, that's, again, kind of a distraction from the core issue, which is that fake news goes from shitposting to ideology when people are especially willing to believe it. 
and that the the problem is, or, or that and if you're saying that the problem is fake news or fake videos or whatever, then what you're doing is you're looking at something that's an accelerant of a process that's already going on, yeah. which is sort of growing disillusion, d- growing disillusionment with sort of the liberal world of modernity. Surprise, surprise. The problem is you live in hell world. <laughs> yeah. The posts aren't the beginning of the issue. It, it's, a, it's a tool <laughs> these people are using to yeah. reinforce their narrative. And, yeah. and the thing is, I, I would suspect... If if we did live in a fundamentally fairer society, then I wouldn't imagine that you know the ability to make a video where Barack Obama says, um, "Let me be clear, uh, I am uh, going to personally uh, fuck all your children. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use a drone to uh, launch a dildo that was made out of my penis. They're just going to use your this child's sound bite to make some fake <laughs> news. It's you know, good the, enough impression. And, and it's if, you know if if you don't if you don't have a society where people are already sort of kind of aware that they're being fucked over, well, then they're not going to be looking for sort of narratively satisfying justifications for that. I think you make a good point video. about the concept of ownership because, you know, for so many of us in America, the big myth is like there's this 1984 Big Brother government that's sort of going to be using these sort of, uh, you know, totalitarian practices. And But the more I kind of learn about our government, it seems to me to be that they're a little bit disorganized. Even you know, it's when a Three w- Stooges government. Yeah, I mean... It's a, the, it's a Stoogeocracy. The, 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 only thing the that Stooges they hold each other stooge in check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three branches of government, Larry, Curly, and Moe. But even the, uh, the you know, the, the spy organization and the, the security state aspect of it is like, you know, I mean, they came to my fucking apartment. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, you know? And they're highly, ca- like, highly powerful, but I think that the... the the motivating forces behind disinformation like this, like what you're talking about, are not going to really be states as much as they're going to be these like fucking yeah. private financial so interests. And that's remember, what's so fucking. That's why we have like this kleptocracy. In this, well, you know. it, do you remember United Fruit? No. So United United Fruit was a company that was active in in Nicaragua um, in in the mid century, and basically a a leftist government was elected that. Um, sort of supported popular working actions against American company United Fruit that was importing bananas, and, and so what you and so what the um, and so basically it was via you know so to protect an American country, company's interests abroad, um, the U.S. creates a disinformation campaign in Nicaragua that largely says that the a, a well they create one at home that says the Sandinistas, the sort of leftist government of Nicaragua, is going is a direct threat to America because it's a staging point for Soviet attack, oh, and yeah. then. They sort of begin peppering sort of Nicaragua with pap- with propaganda, saying that the Sandinistas are basically going to kill you because you're wearing glasses. Um, that's more of a Phnom Penh thing. Anyway, um, they just don't like glasses. And so what <laughs> what the what what you get ultimately is you see that like the idea of increasingly sophisticated and convincing political propaganda, you know, it's been around largely forever, and that. The problem has never so much been the technology, because then you know the the U.S. did install a counter-revolutionary government. It knocked over the Sandinistas. Right, disinformation yeah. was kind of easy before a certain yeah. level of technology, because it was before a certain yeah. level of and communication. So this is not in, what I'm trying to say is is that you have to remember that the technology enables sort of power to reproduce itself in ways that it has in the past. This isn't a uniquely new phenomenon, and we know how to fight it, which is to disenfranchise the powerful as much as possible. And then these things, like deep fake videos, become less of a threat. Yeah, it's the sore symptom argument I think we all have with liberals all the time, where they get so bogged down on 
these peripheral things like fake news and shit. It's like, well, what what is the reason these people are so di- so disenchanted with the government that they believe in the absolute inhumanity of them? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what led them? What leads a person to believe in fucking, um, you know, Barack Obama being a child trafficker? Yeah. Well, those questions are so big that like, uh, not only is it like really hard, I think, for someone to answer that all at once because they're not equipped to, but also everything they're being told is uh sort of you know confirming their bias in that it's like well you're doing it's okay that you can't answer that it's okay you know that you have this one issue you should cling to which is you know you have these like little mechanisms and tools when you argue with these people they say like well why are, you know, this is what aboutism we should all be coming together right now or whatever which is just antithetical to we should politics. be coming around we should be coming together right now around what i want yeah <laughs> yeah um i mean it, it's yeah it's it's the same problem happening in a different way. Um, okay, so I think uh, we should probably kind of round this out with um, since we have someone from across the pond. Pederasty. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, you guys think your country is weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's, it, the whole country's wearing fucking sunglasses. Yeah, it's exactly. great. The it's people in New York think they invented pizza. <laughs> well, we've got a whole gate of it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's the amazing thing, is that, like, Pizzagate has a much higher chance of being real in the U.K. <laughs> the U.K., something like Pizzagate seems like it's, uh, if it were real, it would be relied on this age-old institution um, all this secrecy that seems like way more of a believable conspiracy in a place that's as old as hell and there's castles and shit old as hell and there's castles you used to have child brides yeah, yeah. and you, you used to and now you have secret child yeah there, so there's this long standing story the secret child brides work for M13 um <laughs> about oh, <so> a <laughs> basically where where again it's where it's sort of it's 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 never really been confirmed, but a, many sort of witnesses and victims have come forward of this idea that there's like a secret VIP pedophile ring that was like Jimmy Seville, and then like a bunch of Tory MPs and other sort of political <laughs> grandees basically just got this flat in a place called Dolphin Square, which is relatively near Parliament, which seems like a tactical failure to me, but whatever. Um, and then basically just had, like, insane Caligulan orgies in it with, like, sort of people between the ages of, like, 10 and, and 15. In Dolphin Square. In Dolphin Square. Everybody uh-huh. loved these orgies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 and so, like, that's what I always find really funny is, like... Is like everyone, and a lot of like American, actually, a lot of American reactionaries, are like, yeah, when we expose the pedophile ring that is the Democratic Party, it'll all come crashing down. And it's like, no, we did expose it in the UK. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. Um, and like, but like, the level, one of the great things about the UK is because, because our, our system is, is, is parliamentary. Um, we we don't. It's not like we'll have like you know like a hundred senators and a bunch of sort of congressmen sort of being more or less outwardly respectable most of the time, but being awful, but being outwardly respectable, because like there are some constituencies like in you know Cornwall or whatever that have like twelve people in them, you can get the most insane fucking psychopath selected to British <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> Um, and so the one, the one thing I really want to focus on a little bit more is recently, uh, 
a parliamentarian who no one has ever heard of before this because backbench MPs, they're called. Because you have your front bench, which is like, oh, the Secretary of Health, the Secretary of Transport, the Chancellor, whatever. Your so that's the front bench. And then you got your sideline heroes. <laughs> yeah. LeBron. You get them. But then you have backbench MPs who are no names and who are often like more extreme and weird and parochial oh, because yeah, they never have to get talked to by like the national newspapers. Um, it's crazy that's a job. You're like the backup representative. <laughs> it's your full-time job. You're like pretty much just there for the ped- ped- pedophilia at that point. <laughs> no, that's the thing. No, he's a real lunch pail. He's a real lunch pail MP. He comes in, he does his job. He's not just there for the pedophilia. He's there for the politics. Um, no, so like backbench Tory MPs. Co- sorry, Conservative Party MPs. We call them the Tories. Because, I don't know, nothing means anything in Britain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just got the why they're called Tories. Cause it cons- no, that's not a play word at all. <laughs> I was thinking it's conservatory. Nope, that's not no, it. That wasn't it. Never mind. I don't know why um, they're I was thinking that. Tory Amos. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because they're very Famed pro Tory Amos. Yeah. And when the Conservative <laughs> well, Party was it. sort of started, when Parliament became a going concern and that it had parties and so on in it, when we get democracy, they're like, there will one day be a Tory Amos and we will defend her interests. <laughs> she really hates Ireland, but she really loves the regulation of the price of grain. Love it. Anyway. Hail um, Tory! So, there's there's one Tory backbench MP from a constituency of like a dozen people um, who recently was the single voice who blocked a law banning upskirting people in public. (laughs) He just got a tear in his eye. (laughs) No, 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 no. I I quite think you'll find that um, uh, taking candid shots at bird skirts is actually a great British tradition. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I promise. I'm, I'm sure it will be worth it. <laughs> and, well, because it's like, and what I love is like the British media is so fucking psychotic um, because all of their brains were broken by Brexit. Yeah. You know, um, is like there's most of like the British sort of centrist media just thinks that anything that happens is related to Brexit. And so like well, if, it's if, a very similar story over here right now. With, what, with Brexit. With 2016. 2016. Everyone's oh, yeah. brain is broken from Our 2016. Oh, no. Brexit. It's the, the difference is is that Brexit, like, Brexit's an ongoing process. And so anytime, like, Jeremy Corbyn has breakfast, you know, someone <laughs> like Jonathan Friedland, who's like a Guardian columnist, will be like, yes, you had some, you had some, some beans on toast, but why didn't you stop Brexit, Jeremy? <laughs> um, and so everyone is in a constant state of psychopathic meltdown as opposed to just remembering one traumatic incident. The traumatic incident is still going on. Um, and so, like, like liberal centrists just can't think of anything else but Brexit. They have no time for upskirts. <laughs> <laughs> no, they want them so, to be legal. And so they're saying, "Ah, oh, yes, you're you all you're all paying attention to the fact that you know Sir Christopher Chope just like made it legal to like wear mirrors on your shoes to like like you know. which is a thing from like uh, um, uh, Spencer's gifts. It's like a <laughs> gag gift you give an old man when he turns fifty. It's like an over the hill." joke thing. Your evil yeah. representatives do have better names. I feel like that deserves some respect. Like, yeah, what did uh, you say that guy's name was? Chope? Or some Christopher Chope. He's been knighted for his service in upskirts. Oh, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. He was knighted last year for his for his long-standing service hey. to conservative values by <laughs> Theresa May. The, the liberal MP that was outed as a a chronic pedophile was named Cyril Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Wait, 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 and he was just a giant pale man. Wait, was was he a Lib Dem? 
Uh, I think so. Uh, but he used to frequent this place called the Elm Guest House where they used to abuse a lot of people. This is all uh, what I do in the late hours on the internet is read about yeah. these fucking sex oh, rings. Yeah. Oh, he's d- also, he's dead. You can't libel the dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so well, edit this man. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't libel the dead. Like it's oh, impossible to libel, libel okay, the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you could you could say you could say that he like spent they most of his Odin's time trying table. to clone dinosaurs, trying his to create the wild. Can't like get after me or something. Not unless you damage the prospects of. Not unless you say something damaging about the children. Oh, yeah, hmm, you're shit. good. He's a pedophile. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> he loves children. Same time next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the uh, libel hour. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. So they, I've got, it's so the, this. That's the thing. It's like if this you're a knight, you can look up everyone's skirts because you got those <laughs> shiny boots on. Yeah, you got shiny boots. <laughs> you walk around in the armor all the time. I would. Oh, absolutely. You can get Absolutely. so strong so fast. That's why, no, that's why they have the swords. So they can just like put them down and be like, oh, check that out. You get a boner and everyone just hears this loud ding in your suit of armor. That'd be fun, right? Me thinks I see. Oh, my God, I stabbed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so that's the, that's the great thing is like, is like there is just like everyone, like every parliamentarian minus like the left of the Labor Party is just a complete, absolute like twisted ghoul. Um, and and so all of this shit that the conspiracy theorists think happen think happens in pizza restaurants in DC, it's all happening just in council flats near Parliament in London. The immigrants are taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our hand jobs. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? You're just like you're just like you like put your dick through the popcorn and whatever. You're like just waiting but to get jacked up. Once you, you look over, like, oh damn it! <laughs> so so you I, podcast long enough, it just turns into senseless word association. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so, my, so I understand your point though. Like the the, the the point you're making is that there are people that are so deranged within the structure of British Parliament that they can outwardly be pro. Like, I should be able to look up women's skirts and shit like that? Um, well, oh, again, I, Christopher Trope was like, oh, well, you know, this doesn't fall within the bounds of this particular law or whatever. Making a basic... Make, basically making a nuance argument when we had an overwhelming moral argument that everyone else was making. Yeah. So he's like trying to be crafty about it. Yeah, least. he's yeah. like, no, I don't want to upskirt anyone. I just, you know, I just don't think it should be a crime for reasons. Well, we have that guy who wanted to like make rape and incest legal, right? Oh yeah, dude. You think that guy's weird? We had a. <laughs> we got. We got. Al. <laughs> you gotta meet the freshman class of U.S. politicians. They're hot. Yeah, I can't remember where they the fuck he was it. running. They haven't yet been elected. These people have all been Virginia. elected. It proves that like that no, politics is meaningless. And they were bred for this, which is something we don't have. Oh, yeah. It's the no, generations of honed, <laughs> cheekless gentlemen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You think Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle? You've never seen <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> An actual turtle. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen Senator Franklin, the turtle. <laughs> yes, uh, 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 Draw Senator Franklin. You two can get into art school. Yeah. <laughs> MP Leonardo, I told you to stop partying. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the law. <laughs> You're out there partying. What about Brexit? <laughs> uh, Nathan Larson is our guy running for Congress in Virginia. Yeah, no, I remember it was Virginia because oh, yeah. he's an incel running for office in Virginia, which is 
bitter and Which ironic. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We I mean, a- as we all know, Queen Elizabeth, for whom Virginia was named, was the first incel. Yeah, I think she was a vol cell. <laughs> uh, unless no one wanted to fuck her. Is, <laughs> she was the queen, and that's very sad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that guy was just running on an outward, like, pro-pedophilia rape uh, ticket. Um, he'll probably pick up a couple So how of many pedophiles have you met? I <laughs> <laughs> think about British Parliament, I guess, is my question about it is that, like, um, if it's true that there is this, you know, realistic nature of, like, uh, a Pizzagate-ish sort of crazy shit going on, um, then why do I keep hearing every couple of years that they are outlawing, like, you know, like, uh, uh, sexual positions and shit and pornography and stuff like that? I mean, because Britain is psychotic. <laughs> uh, I, it's I a mean, labor abuse issue. Yeah. I mean, it's re- okay. Realistic answer is it's a class thing, which is that, like, in, in okay, um, I'll give you a perfect. I'll give you an example. If you've ever read Dickens, a lot of the ways <laughs> that you would get out of the factory would be by upskirting. <laughs> you gotta hide up a skirt. <laughs> so it's in working class values. Um, yeah, it's to so get the shot. It's there is this strong belief that basically the working class in Britain can't be trusted, um, and so there will be laws that are banning like rough pornography from the internet, or there's going to be a law I think that has been passed that just hasn't been enacted yet that you need to actually do age verification before you can like visit Pornhub. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it's or, wild. You mean where you just click yes or whatever? No, you're going to have to like be on a database in the government, which is going to be really normal. Because they're going to track everyone's porn viewing Whoa. habits. Really normal people working at that database, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's gone back to the cuck stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, it's yeah, a, but every time you jack off, you're going to feel like a hacker. That's the other thing. Is, like, <laughs> you're wearing to, sunglasses The other shit. thing to remember is like one of the oldest traditions at the University of Oxford is the Piers Gaveston Society Party. So all of the people making these laws have all gone to a yearly orgy at someone's mansion that happens every year at Oxford. Right? Like, uh. it, it's just a party that has an elaborate theme. And, and, then and which Harry Potter book is this in? <laughs> this is a Harry Potter and the Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> uh, mm, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Condoms. <laughs> no, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Car Keys. Yes, Damn it. the Goblet of Keys. Fuck. The, the Sex Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Through yeah. realistic editing, we can make it sound like you said Goblet of Keys. <laughs> <laughs> but you will sound like Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, let me be clear. I am going to uh, fuck whoever's keys I pick out of this uh, this jar. <laughs> I'll be in this room. You can come fuck me. <laughs> yeah. no, um, so if you like chlamydia, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love when someone finds the joke. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, ba- so, th- so like, a lot of uh, most of the people making these laws are also like like probably part except Theresa May who I like don't think has genitals um, like most of them like participated in like just out and out orgies at people's mansions that get put on not by the university but by this sort of old club within the university okay that actually makes perfect sense to me now because I used to kind of uh, I never really subscribed to this but there's a, a, a theory that I think a lot of people operate on it's like oh the British are so fucking wild and kinky because they're so uptight and it's like no, they're, they're, what's going on is the same shit that's going on here, which is that um, everyone in power has insane, demented, like, sex and shit and yeah. fucks all the time, goes to swingers yep. parties, and yep. then 
enacts laws that essentially, like the way you said, was that working class people can't be trusted with working what I'm doing. Working people can't be trusted with a fuck swing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they would just use it to swing on. They wouldn't know how to get a maximum benefit from it. Yeah. That's what I learned studying PPE at Brazenose. <laughs> I also heard it's like a form of blackmail where they invite... I've heard like... I've read like conspiracy theories here. Oh, no, no. They invite that's not a conspiracy theory. It really happens. Yeah, they invite politicians to these parties... Uh, under you know they're having fun and then they take pictures of them in compromising positions at the parties and be like hey fucking vote for this or I'm gonna you know leak this photo again with like, this, like, like little it, girl it, it seems like a this very is, easy trick <laughs> it probably <laughs> doesn't work as much now but like no it does years, it does now currently because again this got released like oh recently yeah, 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 yeah. like like last year the conservative party whip has access to basically like a mean girl style burn book but about like people's like you know, horrible shit they've done, um, and that they sort of hold it over uh, MPs, say, vote vote with us, or we release this to the press. Like, that's what the party yeah. whip does. Um, that's why he's got the whip. <laughs> he whips people. Yeah. <laughs> he wears a mask. <laughs> to demand compliance. The party, the party whip and the party I'm just gip. trying to think of how I would react to that. It's like, uh, oh, okay, so he fucked a little girl, but he didn't vote for intervention in Iran, though. <laughs> no, yeah, so the, t- the conservative party's database of who's done everything got released last year. And again, zero consequences. Nothing what? happened. Wow. There were full, again, there was like... It was a full, there were full on, like, there was problematic shit in that dossier, and nothing happened because ultimately, anytime a conservative says, I'm, I want to promote family values and respect and whatever, all this shit, what they really mean is, I will not denounce my colleagues, even if they, like, you know, commit sex crimes, well, because I want to prevent a labor government. That is, ex- that's happening on a really similar level here because of, um, because they passed SESTA-FOSTA, um, there's been an ongoing, like, list that all, you know, organized sex workers have been keeping of, uh, especially in D.C., which fucking politicians that... Uh, you know, are it's their just, That's radical and the cool. It's cool, and they're uh, you know because of this bill, probably going to release it at some point. I'm not really sure. There's been threats of it or whatever, but there's always this leverage that they sort of had. But it, me, you're right; it might not fucking matter. I know it, it won't matter because all of the politicians have more solidarity with one another than they do um, any sort of commitment to any of the claims they make. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Quite mm-hmm. simply. They have the family values of their family of dukes. You know what it is? It's a family. It's just, you know, it's it's more like um, they consider themselves like a family of friends. It's like a you Manson family. You know, like a family, family, but that you can get made into. A brotherhood of merry men. <laughs> yeah. No, the family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like a fucking mafia. Or a Bogwan, or um... come on down for a fucking slice. It's a little girl. <laughs> okay, I actually haven't had any New York pizza since I've been in New York. It's normal pizza here. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you, know, like you haven't had Brit- you haven't had British pizza. It's 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 nothing. It's it's either a place that just is like, and again, I'm not. I should really point out, I'm not doing a metaphor for child abuse. I'm just talking about saucy bread. You know, you've never had American child abuse. <laughs> you gotta fold the kid in half before you fuck it. Uh, so you keep all the sauce from falling off. 
episode. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's uh, that's the episode. Um, thank you, Riley Quinn, for coming on the show. Yo, thank you for hey, having thanks, me. Man. Yeah, anything you need to plug the podcast? Yes, obviously, uh, I've been a guest. It was great. You can listen to uh, our our podcast, uh, Trash Future. We talk about British politics a bit, but also American politics. Uh, if you want to start with a good episode, we had Jake on a while ago uh, to talk about a book about how all of Britain and America is actually a Sharia law-controlled no-go zone now. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I still giggle about the phrase hillbilly side yard dispute. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, no, so listen, listen to our episode. Listen to that episode. Listen to the show. Uh, and otherwise, you know, uh, I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> no, look, look, this is America. I can't tell you what to do, but I need to go for a piss. Word. All right, well, follow Riley on Twitter. What's your at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. At Rala, R-A-A-L-E-H. There you that go. That at, and it's, I'm stuck with it. Cool. Um, anybody else? Uh, yeah. Follow me, ACLU official, Rog of Meta. Uh, come to my weekly stand-up show. It's a Cherry Tree Bar in Park Slope, Airplane Mode. Jake's on it soon. Alex was just on it. I'm gonna be in if anyone's it's listening this, this week, I'm in Chicago till like Sunday or Monday. So if you listen, hit me up. I'm in Chicago. Jake was this there. Let's hang out. I got nothing to do. Bye. Um, I also am on Twitter at Patak Jokes. I just want to plug my podcast at Ballin' Out Super, where we uh, discuss the political implications of Dragon Ball Super every week. Uh, you can show up for that. Then I have a weekly show every Sunday in New York, you bitches. Bad news, it's a comedy show. Come on down. Cool. I thought you were saying bad news, comma, it's a comedy show. No, it's, uh, a, it's a colon. I know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it sounds like uh, disappointingly a comedy show. Anyway. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's a comedy show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Comedy's terrible. Whoops. It's a comedy show. <laughs> all right. All it's right. all ruined. Let's fucking land this thing. Um, me, uh, I'll be at uh, uh, the, show, the show's called Big Darkness at Precious Metal in Brooklyn uh, this Friday. Uh, this will come out, I think, a couple days before this. Um, I'm going to be in L.A. soon. Just check my Twitter uh, posted, uh, or a pinned tweet, rather, for my dates when I pin down some shit up there. Um, other than that, I, I'll be around uh, New York, and uh, we'll be touring again soon. Um, and I have some big stuff in the work in, works in New York. In New York. Blech. All right. That's it. Later. End of the show. Hey everyone, uh, the outro this week uh, will be a song by my pal Mishka Shubali, who I went on tour with. Um, I didn't get a chance to upload any of his music on the episode that we recorded a few eps back, so uh, it's it's going to be on this one, because I'm on the road and I have all my gear with me, but um, I wanted to put this song on the podcast because it is a song he wrote about, um, I think, about quitting drinking and the concept of... Um, Failing to evolve, which is a very personal thing, but I think it also has uh, a lot of fitting themes with the shit we're talking about on the show and, you know, the failure to evolve politically, etc. Um, all this stuff kind of has that, the multiple interpretations that you can, you know, you can view or read or whatever, and I really like that about his music. So enjoy Mishka, everyone. Check it out.
It's not that the heart has stopped beating It's just moved to marking time It's not that the lungs have stopped breathing They still deflate and Tiny brain. 